Hello, entrepreneurs. Joe DeGeneres, extraordinaire, known to life in downtown Levittown, New York. Another amazing interview with a couple of guests. One is, is late, and the other one's waiting in the green room. But I want to do this for my friend Tom Arenado. I know, Arenado, I know that you love when I snap my, my suspenders. And also, our uh, CFO, Chief Fun Officer Elizabeth. Uh, that was for Bella, so I don't want anybody to think that I forget about them. So this guy I'm going to bring on right now is a pretty interesting guy. He's got all kinds of credentials, but he's most importantly an entrepreneur, and you know we love entrepreneurs. And he's also going to talk about real estate investing, which is something that I'm interested in. And also I want to uh, welcome our new sponsor. Uh, gourmet, gourmet. It's a great uh, toaster oven. Uh, they just signed on th this afternoon. I want to give a shout out to them. Hello, George. Awesome. How are you? Hey, Joe. How you doing? I'm good. So uh, I have to tell you, I really enjoyed uh, your interview with me on your podcast. And you know, feel free. How to? Well, before we leave, I'll ha I'll have you. Uh, tell people how you get to that just so that they can listen to the podcast with me on it uh, because that that's important but you guys I, I had a lot of fun with you guys that it was so a really we appreciate you coming on the show and sharing some of the knowledge that you share with our listeners we thank you for having us on the show obviously Frazier's running a little bit late that miami traffic might have got him but um you know coming on to your show and being able to share with your guests some of the knowledge that we have Yes, yes, that's that's awesome, and, I, and I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing uh, your words of wisdom. And so, what I didn't know that you were into real estate. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Your your how did you get into it, and exactly what you're doing with it now? Sure, absolutely. Um, I've been in real estate now for 20 years. 20 years this year, I've been in real estate. Um, I got into it because I, it was always a dream of mine to get into real estate. You know, when you're young and you're coming out of college and you hear, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, my first degree that I had was a minor in business, uh, associates in business. And I was like, and do I want to be an office manager? That's probably all I can get. Or, you know, manager at McDonald's with an associate's degree. So I went on and got my degree in marketing. And, you know, marketing back then and advertising was a big thing. But. I didn't want to go into an ad agency and, you know, I like business, but generating business was also an issue. So that's what interested me in marketing. And then um, got that and while everybody was in school, because I went to school right down the street here at Keene University in New Jersey. And um, everybody was like, right? I'm sorry. Yes. Did you get it? I thought you got an MBA, right? You didn't. Yes, I did. I'm. I'm I didn't stop. I'm getting to that part okay. of it. All right. So, um, you know, marketing and everybody was talking about real estate, real estate, real estate, you know, and I just didn't know anything about it. But I was just like being able to have some residual income and do other things like that. I'll look into that. And so, you know, I looked around here in New Jersey and at the time in 2002, it was just very expensive. All the prices were all the houses, excuse me, overpriced. I mean, crazy overpriced. Like Wait, what year was that? Three, 2002. Okay. 
you know, crazy overpriced. Like yeah. a house really that was supposed to cost probably about one seventy five was going for four seventy five. Crazy like that. Sort of like, sort of like uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You know, and then so I decided to look into real estate where I grew up and went to high school in upstate New York, the Brockport and Rochester area. And I got approved for my first well, I got an approval. So I got an approval to buy a home for like two hundred, no, I'm sorry, three hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. And I was looking around here in Hillside. And something was like, Yeah, but in the event of anything, I'm probably gonna end up being stuck paying this forty-five hundred dollar mortgage a month if anything should happen or I'll lose the house. So let me start looking into real estate. And so I took my pre-approval here in New Jersey, I took it to upstate New York, and I bought three rental properties with that approval. Three. Wow. First one was ninety-six thousand. Um, second one was one hundred five, and the third one was one sixty-seven. And that was bringing in, you know, yearly income for me, so I was comfortable with that. Um, so wait, wait, let me get this straight. You went from you were going to buy a house. To live in. in New Jersey, yes, in New Jersey. You decided no. You you're an entrepreneur. That's something like right. Robert Kiyosaki would have done. Oh yeah, I mean you know because I, my wife, well this is what I knew. Here's the thing, and I'm not saying this works for everybody. I'm saying that this worked for me. I knew that if I told my wife I had gotten approved for three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars, she would have wanted the house for two fifty. Okay, I knew that. I knew that um, when it came to the mortgage, I was going to be the only person paying the mortgage. I knew that. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I planned on buying a house. I planned on paying the mortgage anyway. Okay? So I'm not saying that's a bad thing. What I'm saying is I wanted to make sure that if God forbid anything happened to me, that there was more coming in than just me providing. You know, that was what I really started looking into real estate and things of that nature. And so, like so I said, you had positive cash flow right off the bat. Yes. All the houses, the three houses that I bought, I bought completely 100% rented. So as soon as we closed that very next month, I had rental income coming in. Wow. And so I took that rental income and I just stacked it. And the mistake that I made, and I always say this, was I was supposed to buy two more places of property um, with that same pre-approval. Okay. But I was like. 2007 by now. I don't know anything about property management. Let me just take my time and get through these seven doors and then I'll buy these other two duplexes and I'll have 11 doors. Well, that was November 2007. Uh, January 2008, as everybody knows, bottom went out of the market boom, and we basically never recovered. So I lost that. So I always say it's a loss, but and but looking at what I went through managing these seven properties and learning Actually, I wrote a book about it, as you guys know. Um, it was probably a good thing that I didn't buy those extra two properties because I probably would end up using them at some point in passion because um, I didn't know anything about property management. When I started, Core wasn't a thing. Um, Reddit wasn't a thing. It was literally blood, sweat, and tears of what somebody told you in managing wow. a property. You know, I went from having, I went from inheriting, should I say, a one-page lease that they gave me at closing and today my lease is 12 pages long just from incorporating everything that I've been through 
with tenants and making sure that I'm covered 100%. So it was, it's definitely a big, big, big uh, learning curve, learning experience. But I would tell everybody, it's the best thing that I've ever done because I'm comfortable now knowing that if anything should happen to me, my wife and my kids have rental income coming in. And I just called the mortgage company the other day and they were like, you have 14 years and eight months left on the mortgage. I was like, really? I'm going to get that done in the next 24 to 48 eight months. You know what I mean? So we'll, so once those are free and clear, that'll be additional income coming in, you know, be just around the time that my son gets ready to go off to college anyway. So that'll be a big boost. I like your, uh, your motivation for that because you wanted to uh, make sure that your family was provided for. Uh, I never really heard people going into real estate for that, but you know, whatever your reason is and it works, uh, it's good. And also, uh, the fact that you weren't perfect, uh, you made some mistakes, but you learned about them. You learned from them and oh, yeah. you know, everything happens for a reason. I just got done telling my team that, uh, we have lessons that are painful, but if I, if you think about it, you know, prices might've been really you know, they, they were probably high in 2007. So you might have bought something that wasn't worth what it was, you know, a couple of years later. So who knows? I did. I did. <laughs> My townhouse I bought. Okay, so that's so that's what, the, I mean, the second part of that story. I bought a townhouse for my wife and I to live in. We didn't have any kids at the time, right? So obviously when I started buying all this real estate, she asked me where I'm getting all this money from. And so I finally came clean and told her I got the pre-approval for three twenty-five, blah blah blah. But she was mad because I bought a townhouse in Irvington, New Jersey, for one hundred and ten thousand dollars. It was a two-bedroom, one and a half bath, one-car garage, central air. We had laundry facility. It was off-street parking. It was everything that we needed as a couple with no kids. Okay, what I tell you in the beginning, I knew that if she knew that I had been for three twenty-five. She was going to want every bit of that 325 to put it in a house, not a townhouse. Yeah, yeah. So that was my burden to bear and make reparations for for the last 15 years because she never really forgave me until we moved into this house that I live in now in Jackson, New Jersey, <laughs> some seven years ago. So your, your friend just showed up. I guess he got out of uh, the uh, traffic in Miami. He's shaking his head. I'm going to bring in on Frazier. Frazier. Let's go, How's it going, everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> I saw you shaking your head down there. Why are you shaking your head? Oh no! I was standing there. Whoa! <laughs> Been there, done that one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Fresh. So hey, I'm sorry to. Yeah, sorry to hear you got stuck in traffic. You were burning some gas, and I know I don't know about you, but where I am, it's like five bucks a gallon now. I'm oh, walking as far as many places as I can. Yeah. So believe it or not, what you know we started doing not to cut you off, Jules, we started carpooling. So we've just been oh, spreading yeah, that because we know we have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have yeah, if you have kids, you're driving all over the place. Yeah, oh, yeah especially with athletics. <laughs> yeah, my parents told me to either walk or they got me a bicycle, so <laughs> I walked. So, so. <laughs> So, Frazier, we heard we heard a little bit from George. I, I like to keep these uh, these interviews like less than thirty minutes, so we don't, we're yes. a little pressed for time. Uh, only because people don't 
uh, watch long, long videos anymore. You know that. Yeah. Trust me, I know. So your your uh, description, you know, they, my team had all this stuff about uh, George being an MBA, an entrepreneur, real estate investor. And all I got it from you is that you were a really cool guy. There's <laughs> <laughs> so, so much stuff to write. It was to be so much stuff to write. I don't think nobody going to write me past the first five paragraphs of me either. That's true. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so, I only wrote, yeah, I only got the first sentence. I heard four, five seconds, but <laughs> I mean, short story, I have a bachelor's degree in business management and market also. Uh, I did also the real estate investing, like that's how I met George. Matter of fact, then real estate investing. Um, I ran my business, I had a personal training business for a while also. I did, I trained, obviously, I didn't train martial arts, but I trained key athletes, young athletes, football, basketball, whatever that I trained them in that. Uh, I also did now media, movie, films, editing. I did some acting a little bit here and there. Uh, Sales, marketing. I did put a lot of stuff on my life to set myself up where I can widen my ride and say, make myself marketable. And they say, <laughs> you know, I think that's true for, for most entrepreneurs. We find that, you know, we dabble in a bunch of different things. Uh, I know I did. I wound up, you know, right back where I belonged every time back in accounting. I didn't realize that I can create my own type of accounting firm. Uh, and that—that's what I did. I, I have a different kind of accounting firm. So where? What do you focus on now? Is it the real estate? Uh, I'm more focused on real estate now and media marketing. I do real talk with Jordan Fraser, the marketing and stuff like that. And we work on different ways to improve the show and different ways to enhance the show. And we also use real estate talk about real estate and and I'm trying to get into finance. I'm trying to learn finance, it, George. So I'm trying to learn it. I'm trying to learn it. I trust my, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do well, it. Well, you know, the thing is, just to add to what Fraser is saying, you know, as entrepreneurs, at least me, I've learned how to pivot. And what that means is, you know, my personal training business, uh, I made enough money in my personal training business to get into real estate because I didn't have enough money in the beginning. And it was very, very, very difficult in the beginning. You know, when you can't put two or three thousand dollars together, and believe me when I tell you, everybody listening, uh, the sign of my voice of this podcast, I have never bought a property or closed on a property with no money down. I've never seen it. I know there's a lot of people out there that say you can do it. Yeah. Twenty years in real estate, I've never seen it. Okay, so yeah. you got to have something in your hand. So understanding that and saying, okay, you know. Because I'm also in martial arts. As a matter of fact, I'm getting ready to teach class um, in 30 minutes. I've been doing martial arts for 34 years. You know, um, you need multiple streams of income if you're an entrepreneur. And I even wrote a book about this. You know, wealthy people have at least seven streams of income or seven things that they have going on. That's the minimum, seven. And as I looked at my life, I had three and a half. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm far behind the, the seven minimum. You know what I mean? And I have to step my game up now that, you know, everything is happening and it's happening. And also the business market is changing. You know what I mean? So you have to be a little bit more creative. I had a mentor tell me once, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they say no to ancillary money. What does that mean? That means that, you know, I train people. My rate is anywhere from $375 an hour for my high-end clients to $25. 
I haven't seen $25 an hour since I started personal training 27 years ago. But why do I still go pick up that $25? Okay, because now gas in New Jersey is at $4 and some change. Okay, so I can't sniff my nose up at that ancillary money. Now, do I sit there and put a lot of those group sessions together so I'm doing them all at the same time? Yes, I'm working smarter. But being able to understand how to pivot and being able to say yes a lot of times more than saying no has been has benefited both Fraser and I, uh, you know, in our quest. Because as entrepreneurs, and you know this, Joe, when you're an entrepreneur, you're the janitor and you're the CEO. Everything stops with you. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you yeah. got to generate money. You don't get a W two, and that's difficult. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, and what you're doing, I I think, is sort of like what I, I'm doing, which is making. Uh, your service is affordable, uh, and I and I like that because uh, you know people want to do stuff. Not everybody's got deep pockets, and any way that we can do that as entrepreneurs is commendable. So, Frazier, how did you get into uh, real estate? George already told us, and also, <laughs> how did you you guys hook up and become partners? Well, it, it was thought I did back then. I was like George say, I was searching for a deal. So I was searching for a deal, searching for a deal. I got it one deal in New York. I'm, to me, it was the greatest deal ever. I'm talking about it was rocking. Yeah, it was duplex. I'm talking about one side even fixed up, one side rented out. I'm talking about income was already generated. And I got I talked the guy down to let me have it for five grand. He owed he owed money on it. But what I found out was in New York that you can't go shape taxes. You have to pay it all at one time. Once you see possession of that property, now you also become the debtor of that property. Mm -hmm. Whatever you come behind Isn't that, it. Isn't that why they have title companies? <laughs> oh, here's the thing though, the title company has it, what the title company told me was that they could they told me they could go shake it down. They had a lawyer that can do it for me. That was they guaranteed. But then I was talking to George about how we do trying to get George to get on the deal with me to get it. George told me, No, that's not a good deal. Walk away from it. You cannot right. go shake no New York taxes in any state of New York. Give it up. It's not working. No lawyer can do that for you. So we start talking, start talking. Before you know it, George says, you know what? I got a better deal for you. Let's try it this way. Let me show you this way. So we thought to change information, going back and forth. And we got close over here. We got really close. You know, we started talking more, talking more. Instead of being a friendship, it became more like a family member. Are you talking to family That's right. We looked at each other. He looked out for me. So happened. So it was like it became, we were a great bond, and that's a real estate boys together a lot. Like I said, I told learned a lot. Like Joy was saying, they don't such thing as no money down. I've, I've tried. I've had probably maybe a hundred dollars down, or I found probably the stress a little bit with they owe. But I learned that a lot of people sell low because they owe a lot in taxes. Mm -hmm. Like I had found a property low at fifty dollars, but he owed twenty five thousand dollars in back taxes. Yeah, but you're not going to mm -hmm. close no money down. You know that I understand. Exactly. There used to be a guy, uh, Carlton Sheets, I remember growing up. This guy was, I can show you how to buy houses with no money down. And, you know, it's possible. you got to get the right situation. I mean, it's yes. – but you're not going to go into that with, with no experience. No. You know, and that's what they make it seem like. But, you know, uh, yeah, thanks for saying that because the, the truth is it's the truth. Yeah, you gotta go. And it sounds like it sounds like George uh, saved your skin there. So. Oh, oh man, 
she said my skin. And I learned so much from that situation. It helps me when I now, when I go on a deal, look at deals now, I actually take time to evaluate the deal. I just so have a checklist. What to do, what it is, OA, how it is it old taxes on, is it back taxes on? Can I go to the taxes? And then Joe, he goes, George, what do you think about the deal? I'm the last, I'm the last stop. He'll do all that, then he'll be like, what do you think about the deal? Exactly. <laughs> He's doing all the leg work, so that, that works. <laughs> I'm telling you, you like we we are now at a point where we know what each other think. So he if I know he know what I think is a good deal, you like this. Fraser. Not Fraser. Think about it now, Fraser. When I told you the first time I met you, Fraser, I'm like, dang, all right, good point. Walk away. But I've lost that's why I, he prevented from losing you a lot know. of yeah, because you know what it is. Frazier's is a number person where he only looks at the number. And there's nothing wrong with looking at the numbers. You have to look at the numbers. But I'm not just a numbers person. I'm a value-add person. And I'm also looking at other things just besides the numbers in the deal. Because if that was the case, you know, building a portfolio, just looking at numbers, anybody can do it. But like we were talking about, a lot of people in back taxes situation or foreclosure situations, that's a different thing. You know, then you have, um, you know, this thing that they were pushing short sales, you know, for a long time. I think seven years ago, everybody was pushing short sales, short sales, short sales. That's a whole beast in itself. I have a story about a short sale where I lost a deal because of twelve thousand dollars. But it was more than that when it came to it, so to speak. But they tried to get me for twelve thousand dollars. It was a short sale. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's just so much. Short so a short sale is where basically the bank will let you get out of your note to them for a specific amount of money. So if it's if it's four fifty and the bank says, okay, we'll take three ninety five, you know, they're shorting it three ninety five. That's a short sale. So they're gonna let they're sellers. gonna let the seller sell the property to somebody for less yes. than what they they owe the bank. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a specialty. You know, I have a friend that does uh, a lot of real estate. He teaches it. He specializes in one thing: uh, rundown houses. He'll buy rundown houses, fix them up, and sell and and flip them. But he's got a whole crew of people. That one person specializes in Airbnb. Another person specializes. They do daycare centers. They buy buildings and rent it to themselves. You know, but every one of them has a different niche. Mm -hmm. So tell me about, so I, do you guys coach people in real estate? Well, or yes, you, when I, they ask. When they ask. Yes, when they ask. You know, you I'm, I'm, I'm Because that's what people need. You know, a lot of people want to get into real estate. A lot of people, like every entrepreneur, so, you know, they think it's easy. And yeah. I, I spend a lot of time, I, I try to talk people out of going into business if, if I don't think they have the, you know, the, the tenacity for it. But you do need tenacity in any kind of business. Absolutely. Uh, exactly. I like the fact, George, that you're talking about, it's not just numbers. I'm an accountant. And I, I do a similar thing with, with my team. I, I call it like, we have a mastermind. It's not, I'm not, uh, you know... I started everything. I don't even feel like I'm in charge anymore. I got my team. <laughs> like, and I'm like, Frazier, I'm like, I'll crunch it and I'll say, what do you think about this? And then they'll tell me the truth. And I'm like, oh, I was so off base. Yeah, exactly. It's, done, it's, it's limited uh, my exposure. 
because believe it or not, some of our, our best uh, comments, our best suggestions came from our graphic designer. And I'm mm -hmm. like, we hired you to do logos. What do you mean? What are you telling us about our affiliate program? <laughs> you're right. Exactly. Like, you know what? You're right. So you got to have an open mind. Exactly. So, so tell me, we only have a couple of minutes left. I want to, I want to wrap it up with this. So you, you have a system. Is that what you're telling me? You said you have a checklist. Yeah. Well, yeah. So let me, let me just answer that. Frazier has a checklist that he goes down, you know, kind of like we put together. So when he's evaluating properties, he knows what to look for because he's in, you know, the Southeast. I'm up here in the Northeast, you know, but we've looked at properties all the way from Tennessee, all the way to Oregon, Washington State. Oh, so really? that's how we bounce it. Yeah, that's how we bounce it back off each other, you know. And then um, what we do is we see if it fits. And if it fits, something that we can do, you know, we go ahead. But we also have a team, too, you know. My partner in Philadelphia is a licensed realtor. He's a general contractor. He's licensed in three states, New York. I'm sorry, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Florida. You know, and he's done big commercial projects, everything down to the fixing flip. So you're right, Joe. It's the team that you put in place that you're going to be able to go ahead and make some of the decisions that you make, even down to the people that are financing. Just real quick, rule of thumb is I always have a rule of three. I get three appraisals. I get three uh, uh, bids on the deal, everything. Why? Because if if you get comfortable with somebody, then they'll always be like, okay, well, I can put this a little bit more fluff because I've been doing work with George and Frazier for five years. But if you let them know, hey, look, I don't mind you eating, but you can't, you know, rob my pockets. So I always let them know. They know that they're always bidding and they'll give you the best price. Exactly. Right, exactly. right. Exactly. So Somebody wanted to go into real estate now because you know I've had clients that they oh I just spent and this they do this before they talk to me because they they know I'm <laughs> oh I just spent twenty five thousand dollars on this real estate uh, course and I'm like and they I've never seen anybody actually do it because you still got to do the work yeah somebody wants to get into real estate how would you uh, guide them what what would you tell them to do. I would tell them to find a coach, sorry, Frazier, and a mentor, because that's how I learned. And when I left property management to get back into real estate and fixing and flipping, I was added. I was a junior partner at an office for six to eight months, okay, because I wanted to see how the fix and flip business had changed. And it had changed greatly from 2008 to 2017. It changed greatly. So find a coach, find a mentor. Get, don't be afraid to start at the bottom when it comes to certain things true and add on add on what joe was saying to also to learn your markets learn what market you want to get into that's a very important thing a lot of people understand if your market is expensive where you're at there's other markets you get into and go kind of suck away back to your market i've i've done that i've told joy that and i'll tell you quick stuff quick quick negotiate also which is very important to deal to but number does come in effect when you're negotiating Number does come in effect when you're negotiating. And I tell you that because I had a deal one time, just to make it short, that I negotiated in Cleveland. Six houses for six for three hundred and eighty thousand dollars. How did I negotiate the deal was that the guy needed to get out of property very quickly. He needed to sell quickly. So what he did was he put a group deal together because I didn't want all of them by themselves because each one by itself was worth it. Number one okay. wasn't worth it. 
So together they're worth it because these houses in different areas, the value was up. Our AR value was up, so very low. So it, it kind of like like with portfolio. You do an investment portfolio when one part right. up, one hold the other part up, it kind of flowed each other up together. So it kind of okay, so that's one another tip you look at to also learn your numbers, but also what George is saying also is learn how to find a coach that can who've been doing it for a year, not somebody who just went yesterday. Oh, I'm gonna invest it faster. No, don't do that. That's how everybody getting like you said, Joy and Joe's how the conferences they tell you some of the information, never all. You see, yes, what yeah. really quick, crazy. I gotta hop off my own teach class, but Joe, I want yeah. you guys in your listeners to understand this. When you have a coach, make sure he's doing it. A lot of gurus are only selling you courses. They don't fix and flip anymore. Exactly. They make yeah. more money in a weekend selling you a course and joining their mastermind and their team than actually fixing and flipping houses. He has to be doing it just like you are doing it. Hey, guys, I got to hop off. I got some Hi, George. So, oh, I appreciate So, Frazier, it's just me and you now. Uh, yes. So, what are you guys looking for? Do you want you want to mentor people, and uh, are you looking to just find investors, or did you just like throwing on podcasts? <laughs> a little bit of both. I, I'll tell you, I like looking to explore each area. You never know what area, but like I'm a, I'm a very good teacher. I can teach you, not make mistakes. So I love to teach. George is a number guy. George get down pat. George spread. He also teaches very well, as though he mentored me. So I mean. Each or and we use the podcast to help, and that's why I say we use our podcast for informative information, help people not make mistakes like we done. Try to lead them toward the right direction, not all the time, but in the end of the days, always want somebody who knows and been doing it and made mistakes in it. The old saying: you never learn by not making mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> that's the best I know. You want to learn from somebody else's mistakes. Exactly. So but, how do people reach him? Oh, with us, we reach on our Instagram page. We will talk with George and Fraser. Or you reach us on our TikTok page. We got TikTok. It's Fraser F with an S, not a Z. And you also reach on Facebook page with, with, with George and Fraser Podcast. That's also our Facebook page. George and Fraser Podcast. Okay. And if you want to check out the show and check whatever, you're on every platform from Apple to uh, Drizzle to. Google, now Google, Intune, Pandora. So we own a lot of different platforms. And like I said, our show is for informative information, helping in, in many areas. Like met Joy, the Joe, met your finances. We have people to learn about marketing. So it's a very informative idea of show. So I tell everybody to join in, learn, and keep going. Yeah, I was telling George, I really enjoyed being interviewed by you guys. You really... Uh... You got my juices flowing. You asked me all the right questions. And I was like, I wish everybody asked me these questions. <laughs> I got right into the entrepreneurship uh, mode, and I like that. So any uh, parting words of wisdom, Frazier? Oh, that definitely. One of one number thing is, anything you do, get some, uh, get a coach or a mentor that actually knows what they're doing and doing what they're supposed to say they're doing. You know, I have one have a person that doing, say you're doing something, he never bought a house a day in life, or he never did a real estate deal in life, trying to coach how to do certain things. And one thing he also too is never be afraid to take a step of faith. Never yeah. afraid to take a step out of faith. You know? Awesome. Another thing is believe in yourself. Because if nobody has to do it, you gotta believe in yourself. 
even somebody said you can't do it, if you're some part of you say you can, you can. And you all tell people, never set goals you cannot reach. Set goals you can always reach. As you reach them, you build up confidence and confidence and confidence and confidence. Yes. Awesome. Great, great uh, information. Uh, George and Frazier, check them out. I was on their podcast. So find me. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Tori there. So thanks a lot, Frazier. We'll uh, keep in touch and look forward to, to seeing you guys again. Well, definitely. We all family. All family. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay.